asked to write something that was nothing much more than a complimentary commercial for my new breakfast show. The depth and weight of those questions would hardly tax me further than what's your favourite colour. It quickly became apparent that I was going to be given 20 harmless, if somewhat inane, questions to pad out an article about me that they would probably bury somewhere on page 37 of the newspaper just next to the classified ads for surgical support stockings and lost pets. I answered each question quickly and honestly. The journalist would listen to my reply, sigh, and scribble something down on his notepad. After four or five questions, I realised that I was boring the guy to death. Hey, I was 17 years old. Nobody had ever told me how to speak to the press, or even how to answer trivia about myself. I decided I was going to have to spice up my answers and try and be a little more of a personality. After all, I was guessing that was all this poor journo was clinging to for ammunition to write what might be the most tedious piece of copy in his career. After a few more questions, I felt like I was doing a little better. The journalist had smiled once or twice and raised his eyebrows a few times. This, I decided, meant that I was either doing really well or really bad. I wouldn't know for sure until I saw the actual newspaper the next day, or I got called to the boss's office for the hairdryer treatment. Question 12 was, what is your biggest fear? I looked him square in the eye and paused for a moment. Then I raised one eyebrow, Roger Moore style, and said, fear is my only fear. Everything else is child's play. This answer immediately made me want to vomit. So putrid and contrived was it that on the anniversary of this interview, I swear the same gut-wrenching, bile-inducing sensation came over me every year for many years that followed. As some sort of divine punishment for saying something so pretentious and appalling. Well, here I am 25 years later, sitting on a train to London, and for some reason that memory is as fresh as the day it was I uttered that trite nonsense. Shockingly, I now believe that it may have leapt from the grey, murky bog of my mind because I may actually have been right. Now, hold on a minute. I know that premise does not defend against such wanton pomposity, and I still most deservedly require a good slapping about the chops until I beg for forgiveness. However, fear is what I have come to recognise as the single biggest element that prevents me and all of us reaching our true potential and really living the life of our dreams. It is not logic, responsibility or contentment that keeps us trapped in underachievement, but rather it is fear that holds the key to our jail cell. Human behaviour appears to be complex and multi-layered, but in reality it comes down to two simple elements. All human motivation is essentially a binary process meaning that we are moved to do something or avoid doing something by a switch in our head, either being in one position or the other. All decisions, actions and deeds are made as a result of us either avoiding fear or pursuing pleasure. And that is pretty much it. The reason for everything we do comes down to this simple premise. We can spend hours debating this issue. 
as I have done many times before, but trust me on this one, even the apparently self-sacrificing actions of a parent for their child are still motivated by the emotions of fear and pleasure. In the case of self-esteem and confidence, the fear that prevents us performing as we could is 99.9% misplaced. Of course, sometimes the fear we feel most definitely has a place, and I'm not suggesting that you ignore that little voice in your head that suggests that you can't safely jump from one tall building to another. The fear you feel just before you do your first parachute jump is a process of the human mind operating exactly as it should do. Making you feel afraid in these moments is a form of self-preservation. It's the brain's way of saying, hey look, if you carry on doing what you're doing, there's a very good chance you will die and you'll most likely take me along with you. But the fear that suggests that you are not attractive enough to talk to the hot girl is a misfire of this process. The gut-twisting anxiety you experience...